0: Good afternoon or good evening, and welcome to another HRO Today educational podcast. I'm Elliot Clark, the CEO of HRO Today. We publish HRO Today magazine, HRO Today EMEA, and HRO Today APAC, as well as host the HRO Today events held around the world, and we manage the HRO Today Association. Today, we're back on a familiar topic, which is talking about the middle market. The middle market for HR organizations in general. And these are smaller companies, ones that perhaps have 1,000 to 5,000 employees. These mid sized enterprises are, for the most part, underserved. And we're going to talk about some of the important ways they need to be able to compete against larger brands. And we have a a great guest on to help us talk about the middle market. And specifically, we're going to talk about candidate experience and employment brand, two areas where you have to be critically good to succeed against much larger competitors for the same talent. So our guest today is Pete Donaldson. Pete is the chief growth officer for Instant Impact. Instant Impact has a great name, by the way, Pete, but Instant Impact is a recruitment process outsourcing and workforce service company based out of the United Kingdom, but they are also operating in the United States and other geographies. Instant Impact has had meteoric growth because they have a very unique, very hands-on, very high-touch approach to their work, and they have a very good sort of clean sheet of paper approach. Pete is the chief growth officer prior to that. He worked for very high-quality outsourcing service companies, such as Capita and, most recently, Resource Solutions, as the head of development for EMEA. Pete also has a pretty strong operations background from 21 years serving in the British Army in both an active duty and reserve officer capacity. So, Pete, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Elliot. Quite a bio,
0: so thank you for that. <laughs> you're, you're, I made you sound impressive, man. So, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about Instant Impact from your perspective, and then I'll go into the end of the questions.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I think your intro to what we do is very good. We've taken a clean sheet of paper approach, and me and the other guys that run the business, we're trying to do something different in that talent and RPO space, specifically for small and mid-size organizations. We want to really focus on the challenges that affect those businesses and not concern ourselves with those that affect enterprise businesses to really make a difference. And we make a difference through some of the key metrics we track with clients, such as our candidate experience, our hiring manager experience, and the quality of the hires that we make for those businesses and we build everything around
0: that. We had one of your colleagues, Felix Mitchell, on an earlier podcast, talking about mid market companies move fast, you know, not not <laughs> like the larger, more ponderous enterprise and being able to move at quote unquote enterprise speed. But today we're gonna talk about actually the service to the mid market. And we've been talking for years about the needs of middle market companies. You know, these firms are hiring anywhere from a few hundred to a few thousand a year. It is an underserved market for recruitment services. I have my own perspective on this. You know, my old company, Connexa, built a development center in Hyderabad for our technology group. And I remember watching the building next door. They were putting a new sign up, and we're, we're watching and It's like G O oh, goo. And then it, we realize, oh my God, we're next to Google and we're competing for software engineers. And we wound up with Oracle on the other side. So I've actually lived this nightmare. So one of the most important aspects of recruiting against these larger brands is establishing that authentic employment brand and ensuring that the candidate experience mirrors the brand. But a lot of companies you know, in the mid-market don't have the resources to commit to this effort, it's an area where an external provider can actually make a valuable contribution. Let's discuss how that can work. I think we're all past arguing about the importance of employment brand. Most middle market companies don't have a dedicated team or resource for managing employment branding. So how can they partner with Instant Impact or some other service provider to help them develop the brand and then work together on the strategy to communicate and promote that brand so that they can become an employer of choice and compete against you know, the Googles, the Oracles, the other giant names out there? How do you help them do that?
1: It's a great question, Elliot. And if I had the complete answer, I'm sure I'd be uh, of my services globally right across the spectrum. But I do have a couple of points on it that I've gathered from experience. And for me, I will break the question down into two parts. How do we develop that? And how do we help companies develop that? And how do our partners do that? And then how do you communicate that across? But I wanted to pick up on something you touched on in the the Verbiage there Elliot the authentic EVP because I think that's what makes a real difference now and it's where I've seen companies get it wrong they try and communicate a list of benefits or a list of values or a list of our company does this but the real experience of how it feels to work there is completely different to that and we live in a society where information is so freely obtainable that if you try and you know spin any myths really across the piece you can really get yourself in a lot of trouble i also think it's important to call out it's not a business brand people spend thousands of dollars millions of dollars on building their consumer brand And that's not an EVP. It's part of it, but it's not the EVP. But it is worth pointing out that every person who's a consumer of your business is also a potential hire for your business. So you need to make sure those things interlink. And it's not a list of benefits, right? Everybody talks about benefits. I've seen it so many times. We give people free coffee. We give them free fruit on a Friday. We have the flexibility to work how you want, as long as that's four days a week in the office, for example. So for me... A really good authentic EVP comes back to a phrase I use quite a lot with clients is matters to me. Now, it might not be grammatically correct, but I think it's a really important phrase because the employee value proposition, your company, has to resonate with the people that you want to hire. It has to matter to them because different values and different things matter to different people. And in that analogy you gave about you know, Google on one side and Oracle on the other side, if you've got a really compelling message of what it's like to work there and you can get that to the people you're trying to hire and it resonates with them, you're on to win it straight away you're cutting through it so to go back to the question how do we and other companies like us help people develop that well the first thing is expertise a lot of the mid-market companies as you pointed out do not have the resources within their business to be able to know about EVP develop it communicate it build it and it's why they choose to partner with an organization such as ours because they don't just get the recruitment they get the other bits around it that really help them build a whole talent acquisition system and not just a recruitment function I think it's about how you connect these two things together. How do you connect the brand to the EVP and how do you connect that to the people that you need to get to? For me, that comes down to research. And this is where an external provider really comes in because we can use talent intelligence and we can use tools at our disposals to understand what people are looking for in the market. And then we can go into your business and we can ask people in your organization, What's it really like to work here? What's the lived experience? You know, I'll take an example of career pathways. You've probably seen it yourself on lots of different Mm -hmm. EVPs. We've got a really good career progression. You can go from, you know, the janitor to the CEO, and this is how it works. And then we get into the business, or you read the reviews in Glassdoor, and you see... It's actually not the case there. But if it is the case, we can then turn that into hero stories of real people in that business and then communicate that. And that's what we're talking about in the next. But how do you communicate it? How do you make sure that you avoid mixed messages? How do you ensure you have one voice in the market that is taking all the work you've done and communicated smoothly? Then it comes onto that other advantage of working with an embedded partner or small recruitment process outsourcing organization rather than a list of agencies. If you work with recruitment agencies only, you're diluting the message they're hearing what you're saying and then it's changing into something else as they're speaking to the candidate and that message is being diluted potentially thousand times over depending on how many hires you make and they're trying to make the placement so sometimes the odd mistruth gets through again and it causes dissatisfaction when people are hired so i think for me it's about using tools to communicate so making sure that when you're speaking to candidates you're giving them information where they want to hear it and then you're looking at those open source points of truth like Glassdoor. if you're going to go and buy something you'll go on yelp you'll go on Google reviews, you'll try and find out what that's like. It's the same when you join an organization. You look at Glassdoor, what's the interview process like? What's the promotion like? What's everything like in that business? And as an example, we helped the company turn around their Glassdoor scores from 2.3, raised it up to 3.9. And actually, a lot of the work that we did was just based that on the interview experience. Because loads of people were commented how bad the interview experience was and how difficult it was and how it didn't feel right for the job. And by changing that and encouraging reviews, we were able to drive the Glassdoor score up because it wasn't about the company. It was actually about how hard it was to join that company and then taking that feedback. And making sure that it really resonates with people. I had an example recently where a candidate of one of our clients said they'd applied for a job because some of the content shared by employees resonated with them. It happened to be around Mental Health Awareness Week and World Mental Health Month, and the employees were encouraged to post stories, which they did. This company is demonstrating authenticity. It is showing me exactly what it's like to work there. So I'll sum it up now because I don't want to be talking all day. But for me, it's about communicating with the right audience. about using the tools at your disposal, and especially anything open source to make sure anything you do say can then be backed up. There's no one size fits all. There's no silver bullet. It's about tracking what you do. It's about looking at what works. And then it's about taking that sentiment and pushing it out to the open market.
0: All right. So Pete, you've done the research and you've worked with the clients. Do you find that some companies are resistant to the actual findings? that you have come to them with and said, hey, I know you want to believe that this is true, but here's really what you really need to tell the marketplace, you know, because a lot of being authentic is actually being realistic about who you are. Do you find that the internal stakeholders are receptive to authenticity or sometimes do they want to exaggerate because they think it'll help them be more competitive? I have another follow-up question on how this impacts candidate experience because that's intertwined with everything you just said. So do you find that they're receptive?
1: I think like everything in life, Elliot, it depends on the individuals. Quite often, people want to contain themselves around the truths that they feel comfortable with. And actually... We try and work with our customers in a partnership environment. And that partnership means challenging each other to be better. And part of the role, and if you hire the right organization, and we're working with the right organization, is you should be able to challenge each other to be better. And taking data and providing to someone say, look, you may think this, but the data is telling us this. Why don't we try and do it this way and see what happens? And building proofs of concept along the way. And sometimes you have to take people up, you know, they have to learn how to crawl, then they walk, then they run, right? And, that, and some people are ready, They're born. They're ready to run straight away. I think we just need to use that time, data, and expertise to guide people along the way because that's often why they've engaged a partner like us in the first place. They want that help.
0: So let's talk about now they've made it authentic and they're willing to take the advice. So you've partnered with a middle market client to create that authentic brand. How can you work with them to ensure that that candidate's experience as they're moving through the TA process mirrors the brand, and they have all the resources dedicated to that candidate experience to be able to effectively compete to get that candidate if they make an offer to say yes to them versus you know a large enterprise brand? How do you do that? You know to make sure that it really mirrors.
1: It's a great question, Elliot, and I think. One of the points is in today's world, it's not even just the big brands, it's anybody. If you look at, as an organization, if you look at your talent inflow and your talent outflow, and where those people are going, what you'll find is they're going to non-traditional competitors. They're not going necessarily to all the big companies. They're not going to people you would assume are your direct competitors. They're going everywhere because people are getting in front of them. And that was happening a lot last year and it's still happening very much now. So I think you just have to be prepared to take that authenticity and make sure that it happens at every stage of the process. And you mentioned NPS there, so Net Promoter Score is vile here globally across the staffing industry NPS is 14 for permanent hiring so even when you found somebody a job even when you've guided them through the process you would expect that to be like 90 100 right you know because NPS like I said runs from minus 100 to plus 100 people are happy that you have offered a job but they're not really that happy they're kind of like meh that's okay so you know how do we drive that score up how do we help it become better because that will then transcend into better hiring more engaged employees and just a little interesting vignette it's Actually, minus 20 for contingent hell here. So we're doing a better job in perm recruitment than we are there. So how do you make it make a difference? I think it comes down to making sure that you've got the right message you've got easy to find information, you're communicating across the right platforms that resonate, and you're getting the right process. And I'll just unpack those a little bit. The first thing is the right message. If you're trying to hire me versus you're trying to hire you versus you're trying to hire someone else, the messages you need to land depend on us and what we're looking for and what our drivers and motivations are and how that works. So we need to make sure that we're taking the right parts of the EVP and talent intelligence tools can really help with that, making sure you're understanding what matters to people who are looking for jobs in those areas and you take those messages and you communicate with it and then you make sure that's an ingrained part of the process it's then about easy to find information one of the frustrations we often find with candidates who are looking for jobs is that information is really difficult to find they just can't get it so Making sure you've got landing pages set up that are accessible, that are inclusive, that your job descriptions are not full of jargon. They're easy to read, they're easy to understand, and they're inclusive. Things like realistic job profiles have really helped for some organizations that I've worked with when you're trying to hire for. You know, say the prison system, different time. But you know, creating a profile of what that job actually entailed, help candidates get a much better flavor of what that was. And then impacting that and compounding it with candidate stories and employee stories of people who've gone through that. And I think then finally on that point of easy to find information, get external validation and point to it. If you are a top employer, if you are the top employer in the state, if you are recognized, make sure candidates can find that. Be open and transparent about things like your glass door scores and your reviews to make sure that you've got nothing to hide because it feels more authentic. And then use the right platform, whether that's LinkedIn, whether that's job boards, wherever your you know, social media, make sure that for the type of hiring you're doing, that your brand is being represented in the right way on those platforms in a consistent manner, and it's the right platform to attract the type of candidate you're doing. And then make that process of coming out of that platform as seamless as possible. And process is point four, because if you say you're an agile company and you'll be empowered to make decisions and move quickly, and then you hit somebody with upload, a covering letter. To upload your CV, fill in this 15-page application form that takes half an hour in some sort of archaic system. Well, not really the employee value proposition. So you've got to make sure it's easy to apply. Do you need CVs? How do you get people into it? You know, think about what it's like to work at your company and make sure that your process doesn't go too far one way or too far the other way. And then really tie everything together. And the key, the critical key to making sure NPS is strong through the employment process is to be clear from the start what the process is, how many steps, what it is, and where you can find out additional information. That consistency and clarity of information is absolutely key. And I firmly believe that an embedded team really helps organizations because it's one voice going to the market. They're people who know you. the people who know your business. They have stories to tell of candidates and their success, and they're ensuring consistent messaging about your business and what it's like to work there is going out in the market. And as I touched on in my last answer about partnership, if you have the right partner, you can hold each other into account and you can challenge each other to be better. For me, candidate experience is a mindset. In the early days of instant impact, we started in early careers and we had a mantra in the business, which was making the start of someone's career an unforgettable experience. And that is something we've carried through our business throughout, because if you have that at the core and you're clear, I think you really can't lose, to be honest.
0: Well, all good points. And, you know, it is interesting, you know, what you say and we're running low on time, but most times companies, even if they take the time to think about this, and certainly it comes through loud and clear, your recommendation that there's a very proactive thought process about what is the process the candidates go through? How does it play out? How does it mirror the brand? You know, when you say you're entrepreneurial and you move fast and then you tell a candidate after an interview, we'll get back to you with feedback within the next month, doesn't exactly jive up with the brand. But your point as well about telling the candidate up front, here is the process. Here's how many interviews you will have. Here's what you need to do from your end. Many companies do not do that. They don't mm-hmm. sort of disclose at the beginning, here's what you're going to, the experience that you should have. You know, And I think that's a great suggestion because then there's comfort that, okay, I this is the first of three interviews or the first of two interviews, and they know what they're getting themselves into. So, all good points, Pete. You know, your passion is self evident. So, clearly, you enjoy doing this. And I think you've given some great advice to our audience about, you know, thinking through how you. Researcher employment brand. How you have to, you know, be that brand from an authenticity perspective, and also how you plan out the communication of it, and then bring it into the process with the candidate experience. So, some great advice to folks in our audience. You know, Pete Donaldson, who is the chief growth officer for Instant Impact one of the rapidly growing and very successful recruitment process outsourcing firms available to the middle market. Pete, thanks for taking part in the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed being here. And I guess I said I could fill an hour with this stuff. So it's probably best we kept the time.
0: There we go. And we'll have you back because I think there's more to talk about. So, this is Elliot Clark. I'm the CEO of HRO Today. I want to thank you for your time and attention and look forward to you joining us on our next HRO Today educational podcast.